Welcome to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast, a relaxing and informative show where we explore anxiety, panic, and PTSD, sharing how you can overcome them for life. Aloha, welcome back to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. In today's episode, I'm talking about coping with anticipatory anxiety. This comes up, of course, anytime that you are already stressed, you have too many straws on the camel's back, and you are waiting for something. A lot of questions come up around how to deal with this, and not so much about the actual event, but the time leading up to the appointment or the call or the trip or the project, whatever it is. What do you do when you have something just off in the not-too-distant future and you feel your stress levels begin to rise even more? What is it that you do? Take some time to actually think about this because often this is just happening to us and we don't have much awareness around it. There is so much that you can do And the more that you practice and go through the discomfort of the anticipation of the event, the better you will get at finding your pockets of peace and calm along the way. Because the need to wait for an event or to have something coming up in our lives is never going to go away. This isn't something that we can avoid. So let's get good at it. Let's get able to be with the discomfort of anticipation. I came across an article in Psychology Today that I wanted to share some of their thoughts around dealing with anticipatory anxiety. I know we've talked about it here a lot, but I wanted to share some of the thoughts that came up out of this article. And I'll put a link in the show notes for the entire article if you would like to explore it more. So the Psychology Today article says, Create a calm plan and a relaxation routine. Now, I really like this. This is definitely a place to start, right? The more we begin our day with intention and with peace, the more apt we are to stay aware longer and go slower throughout the day, giving us a solid base of internal mental and physical calm. And by going slower, I don't mean that you move like a turtle, even though some of us do move like turtles. I mean, slower in your thinking, slower in your racing around from jumping from thought to thought to thought, right? Being able to be focused. And in that way, we are slower because we're staying with one thing at a time longer. Keeping a schedule or routine is also beneficial in that it takes out so much worry and it takes out decision making, which can actually exhaust us and set us up for fight or flight. The article also suggests these common relaxation practices that can be included, and they are journaling, deep breathing, guided meditation, progressive muscle relaxation, 
and being mindful about your thought process. So let's just hit these one at a time quickly. Journaling, we've talked about that many times here. There's so many different ways that you can journal. Don't be afraid of it. There isn't just one way. I know on the internet, they talk a lot about bullet journaling. There are different ways I've talked about journaling, meaning that you can do a brain dump, you can do morning pages, you can do journaling about your current anxiety. There are many different ways you can just keep track of things like a tracking type of journaling. Feel into how you want to put your pen to paper. You decide what would be best for you right now. I'm always offering suggestions on it, and you can try any of those, but do let yourself experiment. There's no right one way. And now deep breathing. I want to make a quick comment on the suggested deep breathing. We want to have our breathing be lower in our lungs, meaning letting our belly expand. That's what we want. That's what that means. Not breathing in the upper chest and taking big huffs and puffs out of the top third of your lungs, lower in the lungs. And that would be evident by your belly expanding. And guided meditations, we have guided meditations here that we put some out here. We have some in the premium ad-free subscription for ACP, and you can find tons of them also online. Just find what works for you. But I would also, of course, always like you to practice a some time of silent meditation. They suggested progressive muscle relaxation, and we talked about that here recently. And let's talk now more about being mindful about your thought process. That's mindfulness, right? Mindfulness brings awareness to the present. Think of it as paying attention to what you pay attention to, right? It's kind of like a meta thinking. When you record your thoughts, you're better able to see patterns. So that's where the journaling would come in handy. Anxiety is a future-oriented emotion. People who struggle often default to catastrophizing. For example, it's not a headache causing the pain in between your ears. It's a brain tumor, right? Or you cancel social plans because you believe nobody will be interested in your point of view and everyone will think you're a loser. Now, you see how global those thoughts are. That reminds me, I need to do an entire episode on that kind of, the kinds of thinking that we do that is in error. Those are not truths. Those are anxious thoughts. Have you tried one skin for your skincare routine yet? I love the simplicity of these products and the medical grade ingredients in them, not to mention how easily they fit into my skincare routine. The OS1 face moisturizer and OS1 eye cream make skin look visibly smoother and clearer and immediately feel softer and more hydrated. The secret is One Skin's proprietary OS1 peptide. It's the first ingredient proven to switch off the aging cells that cause lines, wrinkles, and thinning skin. And several studies back it up. 
So if you're tired of cycling through ineffective skincare trends and overcomplicated routines, then I'm so excited to share with you One Skin, just simple, scientifically validated solutions. One Skin is the world's first longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, One Skin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code ACP at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code ACP. After your purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Being aware or mindful of your thoughts and how you are feeling, you can begin to see how your actions are informed by those thoughts and feelings. And the more aware we are, the better we can change course when needed. But if we don't notice, if we're not aware or mindful, we cannot change anything. So being mindful of our thoughts can look a bit like this. Here's a thought. If things don't go as planned, I will be miserable. The feeling is hopeless, afraid, worried, unsafe, and unmotivated. The behavior isolating from friends and family, avoidance of the activities you formerly enjoyed, refusal to engage in problem solving. So you can see how the thought leads to the feeling, leads to the behavior. Now, here's an example of a reframed thought. Here's the thought. Although I don't like uncertainty and I'm worried about the future, I have agency over how much time and energy I spend worrying. The feeling then? Hopeful, somewhat sad, less worried, and more feelings of being in control. The behaviors? Asking, am I being realistic? Focusing on what's going well in your life and choosing problem solving over excessive worrying. So we see how we can actually make these changes. Reframing is a wonderful way to be able to look at circumstances and yourself in a different light. But you need to be aware first of what you are actually thinking. It always comes back to the thought. Polarizing language can be a habit that we could fall into also and should be corrected as you find yourself doing it. Again, your awareness. Saying things such as always, never, complete failure, total success, everybody, nobody, etc. Those are things that can be the language that we fall into as a habit. Instead, find the gray areas. The time you flubbed the work presentation was a moment in time, not an indelible mark on your skill set. The breakup that came out of nowhere may be a blessing in disguise in the form of tightening up your relationship boundaries. 
control fallacies can come into play. And this is one that we want to also be looking out for. And I quote from their article, the distortion involves believing you are in complete control of every situation by internal or external means. And the fallacy of internal control means you see yourself as responsible for the suffering and happiness of those around you. For example, I must have done something to upset you. How can I make this right for you? This will be very familiar to those who suffer with people-pleasing. And I know that that's very common with not only people that I work with on -on one-on-one, but in my group and you listeners, because I read your email. So pay attention. That's a control fallacy. You are not in control of everyone else's feelings. And when we feel externally controlled, we view ourselves as helpless victims of fate. For example, the world is such a dangerous and unpredictable place. I can't trust anyone. I don't feel safe. That's a really good one to look at, too. Again, this is that global thinking where it's all or nothing. Be exceptionally mindful of scrolling through social media. And I quote from the article here, anxious people are wired to look for proof that their negative predictions are correct. Preemptive worrying, worst case scenario seeking, and the habit of mind being full versus mindful existence are all culprits. Instead, get comfortable with allowing the truth to unfold. When you let go of your need to know what's coming, you'll find things usually work out in your favor. End of quote. Using affirmations is a great way to counter some of the anticipation that comes while waiting for whether it's a call today or test results three weeks from now. Here are a few of the affirmations that came from the article. I have love and support from others. I will not take on the weight of the world. I am capable. I will inhale the good and exhale the bad energy. Every day I have a choice to practice peace of mind. My track record for overcoming anxiety attacks is 100%. I really like that one. I'm going to read it again for you. My track record for overcoming anxiety attacks is 100%. End of their quotes. Remember, there is so much that you can do, and the more you practice this and go through the discomfort of the anticipation of the event, the better you will get at finding your pockets of peace and calm along the way. I look forward to being with you again very soon. And now for today's quote. No need to hurry. No need to sparkle. No need to be anybody but oneself. And that's from Virginia Woolf. I'll be back in a few more days with another podcast. Until then, be well and aloha. Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Find more information at theanxietycoachespodcast.com.